I was dancing to that. I was rocking out. That's a great theme song. Thank you so much. My husband composed it and he's a drummer, which you'll appreciate. I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thank you. Yes, he, he knows what he's doing for sure. And welcome in everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to another episode of the Buddhist Biohacker. We are creating conscious content for 1111D. And as always, I'm your host, Lisa Gunshore, and your demystification guide for this wild world that we live in these days. And for everybody joining in the live, we'd love to hear where you're from, how you're doing, did you survive eclipse season? I know a lot of you had a hard time, so throw that in the comment boxes. And I am so honored and excited to have with us the like incredibly bad Badass is really what I want to say about you, Sadie Nardini. <laughs> Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you so much. That is just a wonderful introduction. I'll take it. Uh, you know, I worked, I worked my entire life to bring the badass forward and not give an F what other people thought about it and just be me and let those who resonate come and let those who don't move away. And so thank you for seeing that and honoring that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, you're such an inspiration to me. Um, I went through your yoga shred teacher training uh, two years ago, I think. And um, that your, your authenticity is what inspires me because it's so important because so many people are not <laughs> anymore, yeah. I feel like. And yeah. so when you're willing to be yourself and not really care, um, about everything else, I think that deserves some kudos for sure. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's been a long journey, you know, and some days are better than others for sure. Uh, but I just think it's something that every woman needs to do, every man needs to do for our own balance and happiness. Otherwise, we'll always be morphing and changing and and trying to please other people overly and it just doesn't get us anywhere we'll still get criticized we'll still get the haters we'll still get people being our friends and then tearing us down and we have to decide who you know who we're going to be who we're going to be for them for us hopefully first and then you can find those people who really get you that's where authenticity comes from and it's magnetic isn't it mm-hmm yeah, it is. Well, and it's so much of what we're going through right now. I mean, I think, you know, like you, I've been in that place the last probably decade of like clearing away all the garbage, for lack of a better word, and trying to align myself with what feels really uniquely and authentically me. Um, but I do think it's like a global thing now. I mean, I think that's what we're all being invited to do with everything with our little global event, I like to call it that occurred yeah. last year. Um, yes. It really has invited us to look at what we really believe, who we are and what we align with. Yeah, I think it gave everybody an awesome opportunity to sit in near silence sometimes for a long time and get to know ourselves and who we want to be next. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we've seen that life is too short. We've been through an event um, that a lot of previous generations went through, but we never really did, especially I'm almost 50. So my generation never went through a worldwide pandemic like, like polio or tuberculosis or 
you know, lots of other diseases, smallpox, measles, we didn't have to have that terror and really handle not only a global stress but and, and concern for others, um, but also this idea of, oh, we have to sit and be with ourselves now. We can't just go out to the store, the mall, work, see our friends, uh, run outside whenever we want to and just get into a big group of, of people and lose ourselves in that. We have to really sit quiet. That uh, it was new and interesting even for me and I have my meditation practice. I, you know, I'm a teacher of wellness and yoga and I still was like, oh, there she is. There's the other parts of me I haven't wanted to look at or listen to for a little while. You know, and and I did. What do you do? You get through it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to dive in. I know a lot of you in the audience and thank you, everybody who's here. We have um, Lars from Denmark. We love you, Lars. We have folks from Connecticut and Seattle, Des Moines, Iowa. I grew up in a small town in Iowa, so love it. Welcome in, everybody. And uh, looks like some people are survived the eclipse and some people are still dealing with it. Um, so my goodness. Um, so welcome in, everybody. And thank you for being here. And you can throw your questions in here. But anyways, what I was going to say was, I'm sure a lot of you know who Sadie is. But Sadie, I would love for you to just share, you know, briefly who you are today. I mean, isn't that a question? Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> It sure is. Um, today, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. I am a woman. Um, I am a non-binary woman slash whatever I want. I'm gender fluid, so you can refer to me as she, her, or they, them, or Sadie. I prefer Sadie. That would be really nice. Uh, today, that's that's who I am. I'm also the founder of Core Strength Vinyasa Yoga. That's a more anatomy enhanced style of yoga built with um, biomechanics and physics in mind for safer joints and the founder of the yoga shred and that is a fierce which you have trained in there you go yes, it to love it that way you are certified in that that is the uh, more i think more conscious more aware more compassionate joint wise form of yoga blended with high intensity interval training or hit and I am soon to come out with a program and a teacher training for my Fierce Flexibility program, somatics, my own uh, Sadie somatic stretching style that releases all this great tension. Um, I'm also the singer in my band, Sadie and the Tribe. That's rock and roll. And I'm a lifelong medium, not professionally. I've just always done it since I was born. Oh my God. I love that. I didn't know that about you. And I love that. That's what I am too. And nice. I love that that's what you do. And yep. yeah, I can't say enough. I suppose my little gushing testimonial is, you know, I'm a moldy. So hence the biohacking part of this. So mm -hmm. um, I was battling toxic mold and high intensity interval training is the way to go when you have challenges with methylation and detoxing. And so that's how I found you. I mean, honestly, I found you because I was like, a lot of the high intensity interval training is not, I just, it was really hard for me. And when I found Yoga Shred, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I need to do. And it's just great. It's great for detoxing, but it's great for so much more than that. I mean, it's just a huge part of my practice. So um, I love it so much. So that was how I found you. And 
And then I found out more about you and you're a musician like my husband, which I love as well. So, um, and he's very, he's, like I said, he's a drummer. So he's all about the rock and roll. So um, I love what you're doing with your music as well. And again, it goes back to all of this being authentic. And I want to dive in. I know there's some things you want to talk about. And so I want to dive into like what you want to talk about today and, and what you want to share. Well, you know, I, I, when we first connected and, and you said, oh, I have this great um, program I do online and we can meet everybody and what would you like to talk about? That is so cool. Instead of you thinking, oh, I know her, I want to ask her all these things, that's fine. But you asked me, what, what do I want to talk about? What's now? And the day that you emailed me about this, I was actually in the middle of a really really confrontational, really challenging series of conversations with a business that I am currently hosting the Fit and Fierce Club on. Uh, it's easy for you to find out what company that is, but I am not going to name their names for legal <laughs> reasons. And I was so frustrated and am so frustrated about companies like that who are here for the wellness industry to help us do our subscription channels and help us host our online classes and workshops and things during the pandemic more than ever it became very obvious that what i've been saying for many years and doing for many years is true that wellness professionals really need to be online as well as offline to gather a community that is both online and virtual and also in person that way if anything happens like this again um, you've got an instant community you've got instant financial safety you've got a way to pivot really quickly without having to reinvent the wheel i saw a lot of teachers like scrambling to even learn the basics of technology and things and and that just added to the stress everyone was going through so that said there are some companies out there that would love to take your money, that would love to promise you a whole bunch of things. And this is not just in the yoga world, obviously, that would love to take an audience that you have built for many years and I have built for many years and then capitalize on that and then not give you what they promised and then not let you out of the contract that they made you sign. Well, I got out of my contract, just so you all know that right now, because I'm a businesswoman and <laughs> I have other ways to make sure that I am um, getting a fair shake. But, you know, I see a lot of these predatory practices happening all over the place. When you, when you do all the hard work to build your audience, when you gather these beautiful people to you that trust you, that follow you for the information and the authenticity that you offer, um, companies will come calling. Whether it's, oh, hey, will you be an affiliate for us? Will you do a bunch of work for us and we'll give you 10% of anything that you help us sell? We'll keep the 90. Can we use your audience? Can we use you? And I'm, I'm not usually this type of a language person where I'm talking about predation and being used and everything but i'll tell you that right now it's the music industry is the same way your husband can tell you that right now they're oh, yeah. not going to break yeah they're they're not breaking artists these days they are waiting for an artist to do years of work gather 
a pretty big audience, get popular on YouTube or something, and then they will gladly take 85 to 95% of all of your income <laughs> from there. Uh, and it is, it's like that all the way around. And what I decided to do about it, because of not just the frustration with this one company, but the frustration with two companies before that who did the exact same thing. And it's just so upsetting like there's enough to go around. Why, why tell me all this great stuff you're doing and then not, not do it for years and then be like, oh, sorry, you know, the reason you came here, we're not doing that. But that pushed me to finally do what I've been needing to do for a long time, which is to start my own platform that we can do all of our stuff, subscriptions, um, you know, daily videos if we want, workshops, events, live stuff, calendar of events, all that stuff, and communicating with the tribe properly because no one seems to be able to make a forum to save their lives on these platforms. So I'm creating that back-end platform for myself in ways that creators need, whether they're musicians or wellness people, yoga, whatever, artists. And then I'm going to sell that as a an a la carte thing that anyone can use. I'm gonna skip the middleman of these predatory companies and I'm gonna give the power right to the creator. For a one-time price, we haven't figured it out yet, that they know what they're paying and that's it. And then they get to keep that. And they have all the mastery for their own destinies and they keep 100% of their profits after they for the thing, which is going to be like 500 bucks. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not the predatory type. <laughs> That's so awesome, dude. And you're so activating <laughs> me because there's like, a, I want to say 10 things at one time. Um, <laughs> one of those things is, and I don't know, you may, you probably don't know this about me, but I actually created my own social media app in December um, because of the BS with all the censorship and what we're able to talk about, not talk about, sorry, YouTube. I still love YouTube, but um, I have to do separate shows in my app that I can't do here. Um, and so that's frustrating. Um, but you're also speaking so much to this age of Aquarius and it's about the creator. It's about inverting this system. Um, just like you're talking about, there's so many hoops we have to jump through to do anything. Trying to build an audience for some of us is impossible. Like I have thousands of hours of content and it's like impossible to be seen. And then like you said, when you are seen or selected to be seen or however we think this works, then they're taking advantage of the authentic creator who made it happen, just like you're saying. So I love what you're doing. It just so fires me up right now because it just, <laughs> I'm an indigo child and I am just like rawr about this stuff. Like there are so many, everyone is so creative and so spiritual. And I say this all the time and all of you guys probably heard this a thousand times from me, but everybody is psychic. Everybody is creative. Everyone has these talents. And the fact that it is just impossible to create abundance. And when you do, it's try, they try to take it from you. Oh my God, it just, oh, I could go on and on and on about this. So I love what you're doing because it's, it really is time. It is time for this system to collapse. <laughs> it is so time. <laughs> it is. I, I'm so tired of it. You know, there, 
there are great companies out there like Marvelous, which was um, Namastream. Now they're called Marvelous. They're female owned. They are run very well. Um, it's like $17.99 a year or something. They just don't have all the features that I needed as a creator. I want them all in house. I want them all in one place and I want them to be uh, on my website. I, I don't want it to be Sadie Nardini at marvelous.com and have it be their design either. I want the design cool. There's, there's a bunch of stuff, but for people who are just starting out, that's totally fine. This is really for creators who either want all, all of the things in one house or they uh, have developed an audience of a certain, a certain type where you're ready to kind of be professional and put your eggs in that basket. But I wanna be punk rock about it. I, I'm tired of there being a third party in the mix. You know, some company that I have to ask when I want changes and usually they say no because they're bigger than just me. They don't, they have tons of stuff and they're not built for creators. They're built for, um, they're, well, they're built for creators, but they're built for every type of creator at once, not just a wellness package creator or a musician package creator. So we're going to do that instead of trying to navigate all the stuff we don't need and we shouldn't be paying for, because I'm not making a film. You know, I, I'm not a director. I'm not somebody who's a filmmaker but we have all of those tricks here. I don't need them. I need these little things. I, you know, I'm a big fan of DIY. I'm a big fan of making sure that when you want to change something or you want to express something, it's right there for you to do. And it looks like your stuff and not my stuff. So that's very exciting for me. Oh my God. It's so exciting. Do you have any timelines for it? It's supposed to be done by the end of September. So that's what we're looking at, like early fall. Um, I'm going to, it's already being built for me for the Fit and Fierce Club. So the Fit and Fierce Club will be newly on there and it will just be so much better. And then we're going to put that template on the WordPress marketplace and also just sell it ourselves as well. So. That's so awesome. That is awesome. And it goes Thanks. back to coming out of the system and paving a new way, which is like, welcome to the rest of our lives, I feel. Don't you think, I yeah. mean, don't you think we're in that space where now it's time for everyone to just take matters into their own hands? I really do, and I mean, I always have anyway, but I think that more and more we're realizing that we can't trust the system overly to take care of us. We've got to really have contingency plans in place. And I'm, I've always been someone who went ahead and created whatever the hell I wanted to. And if I hit a wall, I'd look for a door. And if there wasn't a door, I'd look for a window or a ladder or a hammer. And <laughs> I would make sure I could move forward in the ways that I wanted to somehow. Um, when I couldn't teach in New York City way in the beginning, because no one knew who the heck I was and I didn't have anybody in class ever. I went onto YouTube and I started putting my yoga videos up. Nobody was doing YouTube yoga then at all. Well, there was like Iyengar videos, but that was it. Like old 1920s black and white stuff. Can you, can you imagine no yoga videos on YouTube? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I can't imagine not having YouTube. And I'll be honest, I did not know about YouTube until my kids 
I, I met my husband five years ago and he has four kids and these kids were on YouTube and I was like, what even is YouTube? And now I'm like, that's all I watch. I mean, I can't imagine, I don't even have regular television, which I never did, but like yeah. I, now I watch YouTube and watch all my favorite astrologers and yoga teachers and stuff. So yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know it was so, it, it wasn't weird at the time. Now it is looking back, but I thought, well, why couldn't I just figure out how to make videos of my classes and things I teach and just put it up there because maybe some people would want to see it. And that's how I got started. Um, you know, when when we're talking about creating content online, I'm really a, a big believer that if you create a lot of value-based content that also leads them to bigger picture items you're creating, like not to undervalue yourself by giving all the free classes full length in the world, but really have a bunch of juicy content, add value, add information, make people's lives easier. Once you, if you do that online on any page and you do it consistently, you will gather quite a few followers. They will come like out of nowhere. That's, that's what I've learned through doing this over time, even when nobody knew who I was and I didn't have a cool mohawk. And um, <laughs> I was just another yoga girl. Not I've watched inside. some of those videos with your long hair. <laughs> I like that hair too, but honestly, this is much more me. I'm much more of a boy girl, you know. This is this is definitely my nature. So and Lars, uh whoever, yeah, Lars, he just called me the yoga vampire. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now he's saying love the hair too. <laughs> That's great. And you know what's really interesting? So many people don't like the hair and so many people love the hair. But I got to know what I think. Because you're going to hear love it, don't love it. You're you know, you're ridiculous. I love it. I love everything you do. I hate everything you do. Uh, where's the red hair? I love the mohawk. Never cut it. It's just you'll get conflicting messages from everybody. If you're if you're responding and shifting who you are, for all those comments, you'll constantly be bouncing back and forth. You'll have, it'll feel horrible. You will not feel stable and solid. And then you'll look out to your, all your relationships and go, stabilize me, treat me like I matter. Why don't you see me? I'm not empowered by, you know, like value me, value me, but you're really talking to yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's dive into that some more because that our whole community has been value, like value has been huge. Like that's the key word of 2021 for our community. And because, and you know this, so many spiritual people, teachers, healers, that is like the hardest thing is to value yourself, to value your worth. Oh, your sweet kitty. Oh, Bowie. Where's that? I'm backward on YouTube, so I'm like, where are yeah, oh, <laughs> so my sweet. Bowie. But, but yeah, so what's your advice? I mean, let's dive into this some more. Like, what what else do you want to say about value? I mean, because it really is. It's there. You like you said, you're you're constantly being challenged to really value yourself and and what is really you versus what is the outside validation or lack of validation. 
Yeah, well, um, okay, first, I just want to say a couple things about the comments, if I may, before I get into yeah, that. Yeah, do it, do it. There's Mary Kay Smith. She's from Iowa, too. I'm also born in Iowa, lived in Iowa for a really long time, born in Iowa City and moved to Cedar Falls, Iowa. And then Lars, unfortunately, did not call me a yoga vampire. He said, no, I was talking about people who take like energy vampires. But I'm just going to consider myself a yoga vampire anyway. So if that's cool with all of you. But let's I, I call it kiss. Keep it simple, sassy. The only thing you ever have to focus on is what you think of yourself and how to bring out the most authentic you. Speak your truth, be respectful when you do it if possible. Um, make the choices each day that you need for your own centering and, and growth and balance and passion. Find the time, make the time around your other responsibilities. Ask yourself what really needs to be done and what really doesn't or what's most important which um you know is taking care of your children yes but a lot of parents overdo it and then they just blame their kids for not having an hour to themselves or 15 minutes to do a shred everyone has that time i know many parents have multiple kids and they do too um so making sure that what you're doing is fully representing you bravely and then that's it People will bounce off you. They will They will try to come closer. They won't be right for you. They're trying to tear you down. They don't like your choices and decisions. And they try to tell you that their path should be your path. And then you just say respectfully, I'm disagreeing with you. I'm continuing on my own way. And you will start to pick up these other passengers along the way, like-minded family of choice who see you because now you are you and they can see you now and they'll come closer and you'll gather this really beautiful tribe of like-minded people who see you, get you and uplift you for who you are. But you've got to go first. You can't wait for people to somehow just see who you are before you get brave enough to be that. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and the bravery, that's such a huge word. It takes a lot of courage to to step out into that space. And so a funny thing about Iowa. So I, I was born in Colorado, so I own my Colorado native self. However, when I was nine years old, um, my dad got transferred to Iowa, to Cedar Rapids. And Ooh. I lived in Solon, in that teeny oh little God. town by Iowa City. <laughs> I know every town in Iowa. Oh my God. So that's so crazy because, yes, I was in rural Iowa um, from nine until 17, and then I ran right back to Colorado. But <laughs> I yeah. did have that time, and it was good time. I spent a lot of time um, sitting in the, the trees and in the woods and just kind of hanging out and listening to what they had to say. So that's pretty funny. So you were in Iowa nice. City, so you weren't far away. <laughs> no, not at all. And, you know... It's, it's interesting we're talking about this right now, like this, who do you want to be now? Uh, how are you going to come forward now that we've had a lot of time to kind of sit and introspect with ourselves? Because today is the last day in California that we have to wear masks if we've been vaccinated, that we are tomorrow going, going out and into like the new normal. Um, 
vaccinated people don't have to wear masks. We never had to wear masks, but we don't we we don't have to wear masks to go into a place anymore. It's pretty much um, tier system is gone. Things are open again, and we have now all the options we had before for where we want to go and what we want to do. So now the question is not. Um, am I gonna do it the exact same way as before? Because no, I felt very burned out before, but now it's how can I keep this solitude around me and this healing space I've created within fewer options when I have more options? Mm. What, am I gonna what am I gonna choose? And for what purpose? And hopefully self first, not to be selfish, but being the source of your other relationships and all your creations, you really need to be balanced and healthy and vital and stable as you can be. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take it really slow. Yeah. Well, and that's interesting. I woke up this morning. Um, that's so interesting. I, when I woke up this morning, I was thinking to myself just out of my dream state, like, I hope we don't forget this time because mm -hmm. things are, you know, here in Colorado, we opened uh, June 1st. So we've had a couple weeks of like, everything's open and things are busy and people are out. And um, what you're saying is so poignant because I, I, I want us to remember, like you said, like how do we hold space for what we just went through? Yeah. Because that collective shift, if we forget, then we lose what, we just awaken to and who we are now, just like you're saying, I mean, that's really important. Well, you know, I just went to Vegas where everything's pretty open and it was a really interesting experience. I went to Vegas because I had a really close friend who is a children's musician. She was performing there for five days. That was her first time out of, she lives in Woodstock. So that was her first time really going anywhere too. And I just wanted to go and reconnect with her and all that. I, I hadn't really been to Vegas in any way that I enjoyed before. And this time was really great because I got to like do the, like the grown up version of Vegas, which is nice pools and great drinks and great food and upscale restaurants and in bed by 10. That was awesome. But I still, even in Vegas where Vegas is built to keep you up, to keep you engaged, to keep you going around and around the wheel, that I was still able to really create my compartmentalized rhythm, which for me is really important. Like I, I will get up, I will move my body somehow. What am I going to do today before I get ready and go? Then I'll have lunch so I'm not starving. I will go for this amount of time and have some fun, see where it goes, but I will come home and take a nap when I'm tired. And if I wanna go back out again, I will. And if I don't, I won't make it really easy. And all day we're fielding choices to pull you off your rhythm or keep you on. And sometimes you wanna wander off the path and just see what, what's over there, it's fine. But you know, you know when something's like, Oh my gosh, do you want to come out to a pool party? It's going to go till 3 a.m. Starts at midnight. Like, no, I do not want to go out starting at midnight. I do not do cocaine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no way I'm staying up till three in the morning anymore. Um, no, I, no. Sounds fun for you. I'm going to watch, you know, ghost shows on Netflix and go to bed.
Um, so what choices do we all have now as things start to expand? And if you are currently in lockdown, then still, because lots of places aren't this lucky to be open right now, are you following your rhythms even still? Are you creating really rock solid self-care rituals that you're not gonna easily lose when things start happening and more information is coming in? That's that's a question for each person that's unique to them. Mm -hmm. It's an important question though. I love this comment from Mary Kay um, saying, I've chosen to be only be with those that uplift me and get my energy. Before the pandemic, I was involved with some things that didn't serve me or bring me happiness no more. And I just love that because that's exactly it. It's like finding what's really going to support you. And just like you're saying is asking what's still, I think that's even the question now is like, what is still not supporting you or supporting us or supporting me um, as we continue to evolve? Because there's still so much change to come. Mm -hmm. Even though this particular phase is over, I keep, I don't know about you, Sadie, but I keep getting in, in my meditations from the council that I work with that, you know, the, the pandemic itself will be forgotten because of all that's still to come mm -hmm. in this next, during this decade, you know, the roaring 20s, essentially. And so I think we have to really stay close with who we are, because we are given the space to discover that if you hadn't already. And now... How do you hold on to that through the rest of the ride that we're on? <laughs> right, because if if we don't, if we don't hang on to our own truths, our own rhythms, and gather to us those who come closer that really get us, as she said, then what's the alternative? You're going to feel incomplete, unstable, um, insecure. You will feel like, you keep attracting drama that people from the outside are abandoning you or, or not seeing you. You will feel very unsettled energetically inside and outside. And the only way to center, the only way to stabilization and fullness within is to be who you were freaking born to be as fully as you can and stop waiting. Stop waiting for to feel really comfortable with that. Stop feeling to not feel afraid with it. Stop waiting for confidence to do it. You have to do it. And then confidence is created from that state. You do it even though you're scared. That's that's the trick. And then you get better at doing things when you're scared, when it makes you feel vulnerable. You get better at saying the thing you need to say or changing the relationship you need to change or changing the agreements that you've made because they're just not feeling right for you anymore. Stop questioning it. If it doesn't feel right for you, quit talking yourself out of it and over empathizing with other people's brokenness and issues and uh, start just being who you need to be. You know, I've, I, I have been that woman and I have seen so many women and people be like, oh, I'm staying in this toxic relationship, whether it's work or romantic or whatever, family too close because I really feel for this person. They were really hurt as a child and all the stuff and, mm -mm, and that's okay. They have work to do. Let them go on their path with it. But if it's really toxic for you and it's dragging you down, you got to go or distance and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, just because we understand people, just because we empathize doesn't mean that we have to settle or uh, not set our boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. 
and you don't have to have reasons why and you don't have to have people validate you if it's not feeling right for you it's time for you to move on and the next best thing is waiting for both of you on the other side of that i've seen it so many times that i have to say that's a pattern that i'm pretty um confident in <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no i agree i agree and and um i'm just you guys have so many great comments man i mean Lars, I love you. I don't know who Lars is, but he's been here a while and we love him. Um, yeah, only those who resonate with you. I love what Michelle has to say too, learning who we are as a daily practice. And isn't that the truth? And you know, that's um, one of my questions for you, Sadie is, okay, so you've been through it all. You've done the whole, okay, learned the yoga piece. And, you've, and, and I know like just from seeing your energy that you've suffered and you've been through hard stuff too, and you've had to come through a lot. And so you've come to this place where you're you, and it's pretty obvious. I think anybody who follows you or is connected to any of your spaces knows that. What's your, I don't even know if opinion is really the right word, but when you look at yoga and spirituality and practice and all those things, like what's your philosophy today? Like, what do you really think is the root for you now that you've, you know, been through all those chapters and you're here today? Well, I mean, I think that yoga, if there are 7 billion people in the world, yoga is 7 billion doorways to center. And that's going to change maybe on a minute to minute basis for every single person out there. Yoga is personal. I don't think it can be made universal. I don't think that it should be put on other people as this is my yoga, so it must be your yoga as well. I, I find in the yoga community, there's a whole lot of evangelical yogis and people I call yogier than thou, who if they don't agree with your way of practicing yoga, which is vastly different, based on all the different philosophies, many of which are contradictory. And we only have found like maybe 10% of the whole yogic philosophy canon anyway. So what's the other 90%? We don't even know what all yoga is, but yoga is not a thing. Yoga is a personal way of walking your path, moving your body, participating in your own inner, inner alignment, and then your relationships with the world locally and globally. Um, and that is totally up to you. I wish fewer people in the yoga world would judge other people in the yoga world for practicing uh, crap yoga or that's not yoga. It's truly all yoga. You can find you can find everything in the yoga world and philosophy, even though we know ten percent of it. You know, so I, I think for me, I'm practicing the way that I want to walk through the world. That's my idea of union with myself and the universe, the world. Um, and my inner, my inner state, my energies, uh, you know, I eat hamburgers, um, joyfully organic, <laughs> organic meats. I try, you know, but I am a carnivore. I drink wine. I swear like a sailor. I love rock and roll. I do my best to balance the world, eat local, eat fresh, no factory farming for Sadie, but that's me. 
But I, you know, and I can vehemently disagree with factory farming. I vehemently disagree with people who don't know shit about alignment and still teach people and then don't listen to people who know how the knee joint works and keep hurting their students. I vehemently disagree with that, but I can't disagree with the fact that they are on a path and others are on a path and that might be the teacher they need for that moment that unfortunately some people need to get hurt in order to learn a lesson that they've really needed to learn karmically. Maybe, that, maybe that's for them. I can't sit here and judge everyone and look, and look at everybody's stuff. I've got my own stuff. Um, so my, this is my yoga and I wish more people would say, instead of that's not yoga, say that's not my yoga, but you do you. And keep walking, you know, instead of, puttering around with everybody else's house, trying to clean that up for them. So clean in your own house. Mm -hmm. This is why I love you so much. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, this is why I was so excited. And honestly, I was a little nervous to have you on the show. I'm not going to lie. I will be honest about that. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to talk to say, but it's why I love you. And it's why I started following you. I mean, that's the truth of it because there's not very many teachers and it's not just about yoga. I mean, it's about spirituality. I'm a channel and there are a lot of channels who are doing a lot of what you're talking about. Also, if you don't do this, you're not going to ascend if you don't do that. And so it's why I love you. And, and everybody here too. I mean, Michelle saying, how do I want to walk through the world? That might be our, our self inquiry in the community today. I love that so much. And April, I love you, April. I know who you are. Um, but she said, you know, I love this yoga is not universal. It's about yoga union of the self. Yes. It's a spiral. Totally. I love that. You guys are awesome. And yeah, Lars again, totally agree. Judgment. Yes. Let's get rid of all that. I mean, we have to come together. I mean, that is just it. And, and that is the message is the union of it's a unification of us all. And what this isolation has done has created this divisive energy. And it's like the opposite of what we want. And it's not what you stand for. It's not what I stand for, which is why we're here talking today. I mean, truly it's, it, we have to come together. We have to take all this judgment and divisive language out of our worlds, I feel. Yeah, and it's it's a real art and a, a dance. And it is very, very hard to be able to, let's say you see a comment on, on your page that you really need to answer because they added you and they're just really, not dealing with reality. I'm a big science. I'm a big science proponent. You know, science isn't perfect, but I love gold standard research and evidence-based stuff. And that's me. And if I see somebody that's saying a bunch of stuff that isn't actually true, like at all, I would. I you have to respectfully disagree. Speak speak your truth. Show show your sources is always nice too, and then move on without cutting the person down or devaluing them as a human being. Those two things often get overly meshed. And I think there's room for disagreement and education and learning and discourse. And there may be times when you agree to go your separate ways, you just can't come to a meeting place, but you can do that in such a way that no one feels like lower than low like dirt or like they're not valuable as a human that that's not okay with me and i will keep speaking my mind and sharing my truth and my yoga 
all that, but I am not going to diminish or demean anyone for their beliefs, even if I completely think they're wrong. Yeah. So good. Where, where are you headed? Like, cause you have your music, which music went, oh gosh, hopefully it comes back. I mean, my poor husband was in four bands and it's like, but everybody's recording now. I mean, that's kind of the thing is it's shifted. But the point is you have your music, you have your yoga, you have what you do as a businesswoman. But like, where? what's next for you? Like, where are you headed now? Well, good question. And, it, you know, I've been asked so many times in business trainings and stuff to create a five-year plan. And I laugh and I laugh because I could, I could know what I'm going to be and do in five years in my mind right now, all I want. But very often, things I never even considered rise up. And I think, oh, that's exactly the right thing for me now. Uh, however, so I, I work like months ahead. I'm like a few months ahead, Max. That's it. Like maybe, maybe in the next year. Right now, I am creating classes that are full on out of my heart and soul for my online club, the Fit and Fierce Club. I'm creating a, a new couple of teacher training stuff for teachers. I'm, I'm looking at showing up live more with people. My music, um, I am making a plan to fly to Sweden because Karen, who's one of my master trainers, is also a singer songwriter. Her husband's an incredible singer and guitarist and engineer, and they produce music. We go there to record and write songs. And we're doing that again in September. So September is gonna be a big month for me just to put more music out in the world. And no, um, I just have no, even desire to get a record deal or play with the music industry in any way. I just want to make good music, put it out there, let people know where it is, see what they think of it. That's a joy for me. I know I'll be doing all of that. And I think just being here in Santa Barbara, aiming to keep myself really, really full, really healed, really chill, uh, you know, really vampiric not really going in the sun that much but i do love to look at it <laughs> and having a nice a nice experience of life for a while out in the world again yeah that sounds really nice what's one thing you can't live without doing every day in your own practice like is there something that like no matter what you have to do this one thing in my movement practice or in my in any of it life practice <laughs> Well, the the one I mean, I move almost every day, but when I, I when I don't, I totally don't. I mean, there's rest days at least once or twice a week. Um, I'm really digging my Peloton right now. This is not exactly your question, but I love cross training myself. I'm always filming yoga shreds and yoga flows, and now and adding the somatic stuff in. So I really like moving each day. But the one thing that I have to do every single day, or I just don't feel like it was right and i know it's within arm's length at all times is my moleskin journals i've been through about a hundred of these i'm on the last page because i go sit at lunch usually have a glass of wine and some fizzy water as well with my meal and i write down what's next next class next training next song lyrics whatever I'm feeling I need to really get together, I write it in here and then it's on my mind fresh for the next day or two. 
that is every day for years and years. And uh, I, I really got to know myself really well by doing that. My creativity channel is very clear because of that. And I don't know how people who don't have a daily practice of some type of creative conversation with themselves find find it. I mean, it, it's much harder, I think, unless you have a daily practice of what do I want to do? What do I want to create? Exactly in what way? Organize it out even. I mean, whatever. Just have it down. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes. This it's is my everything. new one, and I love it because it says I need space on it, which is so good. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love I'm a that. Scorpio, I'm a, so this is very appropriate for me. I am too. <laughs> I, I was just going to say I'm a Scorpio medium empath. So, yeah, give me some freaking personal space already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Andrew Bart says he's a galactic historian. He's so wild. I mean, we love him, but he's so wild. He talks about all sorts of crazy stuff in our our world. But he said just, he was on the show a few weeks ago and he said, you know, if you're not chronologically, you know, if you're not journaling, if you're not keeping track of your thoughts and things, he said, you're really not doing your spiritual work. And I was like, you know what? As harsh as that is, it's kind of true. I mean, I, yeah. I think journaling is... I've just always done it like you. I've just always done it. And I think if you're not doing it, go buy one and start doing it immediately. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, oh, Karen is here. Did you hear us talking about you? I totally said a lot of good things about you, Karen. She's from Sweden. She's there. It's like 8, 9 p.m. right now. So thanks for joining us here. Uh, hey, Karen, if you have the link for that, um, the business of yoga thing, can I? Can we put a link on here? We yeah. Have a, a we have an in-person, I didn't even think about this till I saw her name, but we have an in-person immersion happening for your yoga business. Um, it's just how to get clear and get passionate and get financially abundant, doing what you love. And that's here in Santa Barbara, um, not till next year, January, but you know, if anybody wants to sign up or look at that, that's got 25 spots available. I think yeah, it's drop ready. The link and I'll put it in the show notes too, so that everybody okay. can find it. Oh, thank you for that. Um, you know, and I'm just going to say this, and I know a lot of you will disagree with my method to doing this because it's not your thing, and that's fine. If if your thing is to grab your journal and sit with a cup of tea in the morning and candles and music and meditate and then write, that's what you should do. That's great. My way, I cannot, it doesn't work for me that way. I can sit all I want, and it's just not the place where I feel the most creative. So I, a... 99% European heritage, French and Italian girl, I go to a bar or a restaurant that makes me feel creative. And I have usually food, but just like a glass of wine over here and my soda water and lime over here to detox my retox. And, and then I write. And I am very much in the old school Parisian type of 1930s writer and that is where I get all of my inspiration. And I do it almost every single lunch I go to. I'm not going to do it at dinner. It doesn't work for me. Um, my muse is there for a glass of wine. And so am I. And that's it. And then we're done. We're done. Once we're done with the meal, it's petered out. I am. That's all I can really do. And that's just always been the way, even when I was young. I'm not drinking wine, but I would sit somewhere that made me feel creative and food and and people around and then I could hear myself better. 
it's weird in the in the quiet for me i feel good i feel very clear and grounded but i don't feel as creative as when i'm in life and the bustle gets me really focused oh my god i so, love that mine there is are many ways I'm a tree girl. Like I had this big, huge oak tree in Iowa behind my house that had like, I guess it got struck by lightning or something, but it was like this huge tree that went across this stream and I would climb out like so bridge to Terabithia. That was totally like what this was, but I'd like go sit out with my journals, even at 12, 13 and like sit with my journal. I still have them by the way, you guys, I literally saved everything. Um, and I would just sit on the oak tree. And so even now that's kind of my deal is I'll go out here in Colorado. We're blessed with so much nature. And so I'll go sit. It's something about the trees for me. I just have to like sit and hear the leaves. And then that's like where I'm out, you know, but I love what you're saying because I used to live in Boulder and that's its own little galaxy. And um, there was something about sitting on Pearl street and like watching all the people and it really does put you in this place of the witness. I don't know when you were talking, I was like, you're just so the witness, like observing and, and taking in this crazy planet. Yeah, that's really what it is for me. It, it definitely puts me in that place where I am observing and witnessing what's going on. And then I'm really stepped back from my own, my own humanity, like my own fears, my, my own editor, I'm stepped back from that when I'm kind of just in the din of the world. And I'm the, the channel is just more clear for me to be able to hear that inner voice at that place. And also I like to write song lyrics while I'm listening to other any other music, which is just really bizarre to me when I think about that. But that's just how my personal mind works when I'm kind of the other part of me that tends to judge and criticize myself is taken up with something else, then the muse is like, good, let's party. Let's party right now. I love it. Top three artists, top three favorite musicians right now. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Well, you know, I am listening. Well, I just have to tell you what I'm listening to because so many favorite artists. I mean, and, and we we all have to say the Beatles, even if you don't overly love the Beatles, because the Beatles changed everything. There wouldn't be a lot of these artists without the Beatles. Um, also, uh, um, yeah, we'll just we'll just go with the Beatles. But we're right now. I'm listening to Afro Harping by Dorothy Harper. So Afro Harp. She was the first female band leader, jazz band leader. Um, she, it's a really cool album. It's a mix of like African kind of funk beats, um, early, I guess it'd be soul. And then she harps and she has a great jazz band behind her. So that we're listening to that right now. Oh, sorry. Dorothy Ashby, um, Afro harping. Oh, hi. Oh my God. I love that. It's so great right now. Um, but I also really love Kendrick Lamar, even though I'm a rock artist, Kendrick Lamar is amazing. I think he won a Pulitzer uh, for his lyrics. It, he's just an incredible energy and just tells so many stories. Love, love me some heart, Fleetwood Mac, all the, all the great female singers that I love so much. Um, Annie Lennox, my girl, obviously. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. We all love her. I mean, I have, yeah. I do, so I have this little thing. Um, I love it, like doing her little kick 
Did you ever notice she's always yeah. kicking her legs when she's singing? And so yeah. every time she comes on, I'm kicking my legs and my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's her little kick. Like, how do oh, you yeah. love that? <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, I mean, now I'm just going on and on, but, but some of my favorite bands right now uh, are The Strokes, um, mm -hmm. The London Suede, Kinks. I love The Kinks. That's kind of my sound anyway. And, and that type of band, um, Sweet sparks so weird so great if you can see their documentary please get out and do it just if you want to see creativity to the max go watch the sparks documentary and and uh like all music that i like could be could be taylor swift i don't know if i like the song i like it but that's that's pretty much what i've been listening to right now these days Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love, I love all things music, which is why I love my husband so much. So yeah. I love hearing everybody's favorite bands. It's kind of fun to go and listen to because there's so much out there. So it's nice to be reminded of what we want to listen to. So, um, and no Eve, I'm not going to demo Annie's kick maybe on a moon circle, maybe on a moon circle, I'll do it. But I just, <laughs> I just love her. Cause she's so, she's another one who's super badass. Like she's so like intense and yet she's super elegant too. Like there's something about Annie Lennox. It's just, how can you not love her? I don't know. <laughs> She, she's amazing, you know, and, and she's just one of my role models for gender fluidity to mm -hmm. not not have to be only the, the female gender um, ideals, but also to move between the two. I've always I've always definitely felt like a, uh, a blend of an equal blend of both. I mean, I know some people feel a, mostly women. It doesn't matter what you were born being. It matters how you feel. Gender identity is different than uh, medical sex, but gender identity for me is very fluid. And I see that in Annie a lot, the way she dressed, the way she approaches life or energies. Um, so I really take her as a role model for how I'm going to move forward, which you'll be hearing more about when it's not Pride Month, because I think that there are people who really suffer who haven't been able to pass and hide back like I have as much and who really deserve this month's eyeballs. But um, when when the eyeballs have moved on, I'm going to bring more awareness to it and be talking more about my own experience. So I'm excited. To, I'm excited to hear about that because, you know, that's a big part of um, I don't even know how to say this without going too woo woo. But, you know, with the integration of the ultra terrestrials onto this planet this is this what you're talking about as part of it is this acceptance and releasing the judgment and understanding that there's so much more to us um than anything that we identify with and really you know that you're, you're going to be a teacher for that you are a teacher for that so i think that that's important so i'm excited to hear more as oh, you share more you. so thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. more to come yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I've really loved having you on today. I mean, really, I appreciate your time and it's an honor to have you here. I love the work that you do. I love your yoga. I mean, I do. I just love who you are and would love to give you some space here at the end to share anything you want to share with everybody and also anything. Obviously, we have Sadie's um, website and contact information going across the screen and in the show notes. But if there's things that you want to highlight or share, like this is your space to do it. So 
Oh, thanks. Well, you know, I, I think the only thing I would love for everybody here, if you feel like you vibe with me, is to just go and become part of my family over on social media. I mean, we have multiple families. You're here, you're there. Um, it's at Sadie Nardini Official. You can see it down there, Instagram and Facebook. Whichever one you're, you're digging, do that. And then if you want to check out my club, please go to fitfierceclub.com and you can input um, Fit Fierce 5, the whole number, Fit Fierce 5, and you can try it for five weeks for five bucks if you want to practice with me. That'd be great. See all the good stuff. And we have uh, four other master trainers, all fierce females that can teach a whole bunch of stuff. And we do monthly challenges and put out about a new class almost every day. You don't have to do them all, but it's nice to have the choice. Definitely practice with me if you like. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Connect with me for free or for five. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I'll tell you guys, I'm part of the Fit Fierce Club. I love it. Um, and the yoga shred training is something that I'm incorporating in the Indigo Flow for those of you in my community. So it, you'll get some of that because it's really, it's great. That's what I'll say. It's just great. And it's also just really a clean way to practice. I think that's the word I want to use. It's a clean way to practice and it's restorative, even if it's, if it does have that intensity. So, um, you guys will love it. And, um, again, Sadie, I just really appreciate you being on. I mean, really, thank you so much for being here and for everybody who's watching. And, um, just a reminder to everybody, if you're in the Ajatakasa app, um, you can join the Buddhist biohacker group and that's our official forum for shows like this so that we can keep the conversation going and continue to talk about all of the things that Sadie brought up today. So if you're interested in that, um, my website's across the bottom and you guys should know how to find it by now, hopefully. So, and if you're new to my channel, um, I'm terrible at remembering to say this, please don't forget to click subscribe. Um, we have thousands of hours of conscious content on here and we would love to have you be a part of the community here too. So all that said, thank you so much. This has been awesome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I just feel like, you know, if we were in person, we'd be hanging out after this. We'd be going to chat more and it's just been a great energy. And just so everyone knows comments over here, uh, I've been reading them all and I, Terry, thank you. Uh, just, and Debs, thank you for doing my daily own courses too. Just thanks for everybody showing up for us. And for this conversation, I, I honor each of you and just thank you so much for having me on and for thinking of me. It just, it meant the world. And I'm really glad that we were able to put this out into the universe today. Oh, me too. Thank you. And yes, I wish I was in Santa Barbara. I could use some ocean time. Myself. Yeah. So um, I would love that. And I hope you come back. I hope you come back and, and we can talk again and talk more about whatever's up at the time. I'd love it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have an amazing day. I'll be back tomorrow with Ariane Thomas. Um, she is a shaman and she's awesome. And if you guys remember, she did the um, releasing the ancient fears of plagues and illnesses last year in our OHO summit. So she'll be back tomorrow to talk about what she's doing. So thanks, guys. Have a great day.